time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving when do we pass on our wisdom to the youth my veteran story lost ours discussions fireside chats with the bourbon or two it's time to hear the stories by military veterans get yourself ready it's the lost arts podcast the lost arts with andrew cox hello hello my friends and welcome back welcome back all right welcome to that lost art podcast where we're today gonna do a fireside chat and talk a little bit about leadership you know leadership uh, according to this crusty master gunny um, so it should be a good time, but before we jump into that, here's a little advertisement for my last book, The Lost Art of Fishing Stories. In a world where digital technology has taken over, the art of storytelling is quickly being lost. But there is one place where the tradition of storytelling still thrives. The Lost Art of Fishing Stories is a collection of one fly fisherman's incredible tales. These stories are sure to capture the heart of readers of all ages. In a time when we are more connected than ever before, the lost art of fishing stories is a reminder of the importance of sharing stories and connecting with each other on human level. Pick up a copy wherever books are sold. The Lost Art of Fishing Stories, written by Andrew J. Cox. Illustrations by Oni Virginia Bailey. All right, all right. So um, as we get in here, I'm going to go ahead and just tell a quick little story. Uh, one of those sea stories that I like to tell. Anyway, so I was in 29 Palms, California. That was my first unit that I went to. The uh, Marine Corps Air Ground Combat Center Band was the name of it. Pretty uh, pretty substantial name there. Uh, but it was wonderful. 29 Palms, California. I loved it out there. Um, so this one time, uh, so there I was. This one time I was playing bass drum. And uh, we were in the middle of a ceremony. So uh, we're getting ready to do the sound off. Well, the sound off is where the band marches out in front of the troops, goes forward, does a left turn, and parades all the way down to the end of the line of troops, then comes all the way back while playing military marching music. So there was a thing that we had, and it was uh, drums out front. So that was the the big thing, you know. So when we would do a counter march, um, uh, the drummers would turn the first the same time uh, as the front rank which would put the drummers out front as we came back and we would always do a slow march. So um, the drum major, he would be out front and he would tell us, he'd, he'd tell us right before, he'd like drums out front or no drums out front. So I'm sitting there and kind of not really paying attention, but I'm, I'm there and you know, I know that what's coming up. Uh, drum major turned around and he said, uh, he said no drums out front. Now I did not hear that part. And then he said, sound off. Well, at that point, the drums start playing. And uh, the, I couldn't hear, do anything. So I'm asking, what are we doing? What are we doing? Is it, is it out front or not or whatever? And then we took off. So we started marching forward, did the left turn. And I'm thinking to myself the whole time, like, he had to have said drums out front, right? That's it's the only thing that could have happened. So we're marching down and I'm playing my bass drum, doing my thing as we're marching. And I'm on the flank or the right side of the band at this point and that's the closest to the audience so we're marching down we get to the end of the troops the drum major spins his mace turns around gives us the signal for a counter march so i count my steps one two three four and then i pivot 
and uh, to do my counter march. Well, as I did that pivot, the sousaphone player behind me was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Don't do that. So as I pivoted, I the very next step, I pivoted back to the front. And at this point, I am side by side with the tuba player. And now I've got a trombone player coming directly at me. And my spot, I couldn't get to it. So I took another uh, right turn. I, I took another step in that right direction, then back to the left. So now here I am on the far outside of the band, uh, all by myself, marching uh, back towards the end of the, um, or back towards the countermarch area. And at this point, now the band's coming back the other way. I'm still playing the bass drum, uh, making sure that I don't drop a beat. Uh, and then all of a sudden I see my spot coming up. So I just kind of veered around and jumped in that spot and uh, we continued on and completed that uh, sound off. So at the end of the ceremony, uh, we packed up all our gear, uh, went and got on the bus. And uh, of course I was, uh, I was a Lance Corporal, so I'm sitting in the back of the bus. And I remember the drum major, because after, after the ceremonies, the drum major, the, the conductor, they would go and shake hands with everybody that was there, you know, the, all the all the big wigs, the senior enlisted, the officers, and they, you know, say how things doing or whatever. And uh, anyways, the drum major comes back on the bus, and as he does, he looks back and he says, hey, Cox, come here. And at that point, I knew, I was like, oh, man, I am so much trouble. So I walked up to the front and uh, he looked at me. He goes, why don't you tell me about this new sound off routine that we have where the bass drum comes out and does its own thing? Why don't you tell me about that? And I was like, well, Gunny, what, what happened was, and he goes, well, you better be glad that the Sergeant Major thought that was the coolest thing ever. Because if not, yeah, it'd be your butt. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that... That was definitely a good time, good experience. It, it taught me to uh, pay attention um, and <laughs> make sure that I'm uh, moving in the right direction and, and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Anyways, that was a fun little story I wanted to get out there and tell you guys. Um, all right, so um, I posted uh, recently that I was going to do some leadership discussions. Uh, and really, it's just based on my experience. And, and I'm the crusty master gunny. Uh, retiring here very shortly and um so I, I wanted to impart some of the lessons learned when it comes to leadership kind of my principles and stuff for leadership and that that i tell the marines so um let's talk about what is leadership leadership the definition is the sum of those qualities of intellect human understanding and moral character that enables a person to inspire and to control a group of people successfully. Two, two important things, inspire and control. So um, that's leadership, right? I'll say it one more time. The sum of those qualities of intellect, human understanding, and moral character that enables a person to inspire and to control a group of people successfully. So as we look at leadership, there's, there's another word uh, that we have to know the definition of, and that's manager. So really we need to know what is the difference between a manager and a leader. So as we look at the word manager or manage, uh, that, that word is a person who is responsible for controlling or administering all or part of a company or organization. So a person who is responsible for controlling or administering all part of a company or organization. 
So there's two big differences there. Um, when you talk about leadership, now you're talking about uh, your intellect, your, your human understanding, your moral character, right? And then the big key, por- key part is you're inspiring. You're, you have to inspire somebody to do something that maybe they don't want to do. And then you have to be able to control that group. Manager, he's really just making sure that the the wheels in the cog continue to move and nothing nothing gets off track and we're just pushing in the right direction. That's there's no personality necessarily involved in that. It's just that hey, we have a job to do, let's do it and let's go home. So that's kind of the differences uh, between the two. So I'm I'm going to go down into the first topic that I always talk about, um, and it's incredibly basic, um, but I, I title it genuinely care. And I don't know how many people miss this step the the most. And and you just have to understand that people are people and you need to understand what they think, what they do, why do they do the things that they do, what is their background, what are they going through in order to get the best mission-capable person out of them right? So you have to actually genuinely care about the person to understand those things. So here's the thing that I always share. Uh, Pain shared is pain divided. Laughter shared is laughter multiplied. So pain shared is pain divided. When you look at that, let's say that uh, you have somebody in your organization that may be having a bad day and um, they're not really talking about it, you know, and they're kind of in their own space, they're in their own head, and, and that's natural. That's, that's human tendencies. We, we kind of shut down a little bit whenever we're uh, suffering. Um, but I will tell you from my experience, if, if I'm in that moment and I'm shut down and I'm, I'm really in my own head, the best thing I can do is go out and talk to somebody. Go out and have a conversation and let them know, like, these are the, the problems that I'm having. These are the pains that I'm having. Um, and when you do that, it's like half of your pain gets transferred over to that individual. Now, does it physically, like, literally do that? Well, not necessarily, but you automatically feel as if somebody else is with you because you're no longer holding on to it by yourself. You're letting somebody else know that something is wrong. Whether that person does anything with it or not, it doesn't matter. It's just the the aspect of being able to share it. Now, when you share it, typically speaking, that person is going to help you and and they're going to talk you through it or whatever. And that, again, is going to make you feel better. So if you share your pain, then your, your level of that pain kind of gets divided um, and you don't feel like you're going through it all alone. So on the flip side of that, laughter shared is laughter multiplied. When you look at that, like um, if you're having a bad day or, or you're just kind of, eh, it's an average day, whatever, but somebody comes up and they're having a good time and they're laughing and joking and things like that, um, eventually that kind of catches on to you and you're like, oh yeah, that was kind of funny. And then you start laughing and then you know, it, it kind of snowballs from there. So laughter shared, meaning if I'm sharing my my fun and my laughter with you, then that's going to make you happy and you're going to want to sh- uh, laugh along with me. So that laughter shared now mul- is multiplied because now there's two people laughing, uh, two people having a good time. And that's, that's really kind of uh, what we want out of that, right? Pain shared, it's pain divided. Laughter shared is laughter multiplied. 
Okay, so how 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 do we know as a leader, how do you know if individuals are having a rough go or having a hard time? Well, that that requires knowing the individual and how they are on a daily basis. So the best way that I can do that is when when I'm at my shop or wherever it is that I work, I'm going to take a step out of my office or wherever my normal space is, and I'm just going to walk around and I'm going to visually see everybody and I'm going to actually engage in some type of conversation with everybody. Um, part of that, just a, a lot of times I can tell uh, just based on daily interactions, if I come up and I see somebody and I, I give them the, hey, good morning, motivator, how you doing? You doing all right today? And uh, their typical reaction to that is, oh, yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? Um, if that's their typical reaction, and then I, you know, one day I walk by and I, hey, motivator, how you doing? You doing all right? And that person's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing all right. And it's kind of down. What That's a red flag. That's That's something telling you that something is not right. Something is different than every other day. So if the response is out of the norm, that's one way to tell that something is going on. It could be anything. It could be their home life. It could be work. It could be, um, I, I mean, a myriad of different things. So that's just something that you got to look at. All right, well, what do I do in that instance? Well, you can address it personally, um, or you can have a, a more closely uh, more closely related uh, supervisor uh, be able to address that. Now, I will tell you from being the crusty master gunny that that E9 uh, been around, a lot of people are not going to open up directly to me. So I have to go to like the platoon sergeant. I have to go to somebody else and say, hey, I noticed that Lance Corporal Schmuckatelli's have it and like something's off. I don't know what it is. Um, can you investigate that and find out? Well, hopefully that individual goes and seeks them out and says, hey, is everything all right? You doing OK? What's happening? This and that. Um and then hopefully it, it will eventually come out. Uh, but you have to genuinely care about that person to get them to open up. So it's not just you, the individual. You have to you have to put on and show to everyone that you're that way. And then they need to also uh, genuinely care about their subordinates and make sure that they're doing the same thing. Uh, but walking around the hallway, that's an that's a fabulous way to be able to just quickly get a snapshot of how people are doing and, and what they're up to. The other thing is being a sounding board for Marines. Um, don't shy away from Marines when, or not Marines specifically, but you know, servicemen, women, or even the civilian sector. Don't shy away from if somebody has a problem or somebody has something that they want to discuss with you. Um, that is one of the uh, best things about being a leader is knowing that people will come to you for advice. They're coming to you to seek out your your ways of thinking about things, your thoughts on it, so they can move forward in their life and hopefully do great things. Um, but don't shy away from that. Let them come in and talk to you. Sit there and listen to them and then give them feedback and help them walk through whatever that situation is. So I do that. Uh, it's it's something that I learned from a from a motivated master gunny when I was a gunny. Uh, it's called uh, kneecap to kneecap discussions. So I call them K2Ks. So when I say K2K, that's kneecap to kneecap. So these kneecap to kneecap conversations is literally what that means. It means you sit down, somebody else sits down directly across from you, your kneecap to kneecap, 
and you have a conversation. You get to know one another. And the way I used to do these is I would sit down and I'd say, hey, the first 10 minutes is on you. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. Uh, and that kind of opens up the door. Okay, it's, it's not a formal thing. It's informal. That person could talk about, you know, the football. They could talk about uh, racing. They could talk about cars. They could talk about anything that they're interested in or that they're thinking about at that moment in time. And then you kind of have a discussion. You let them talk and you listen and you, 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 uh, you become invested in what it is that they're interested in. Um, and then that kind of starts building a relationship between the two of you. Now you have something in common uh, as you move forward that you can relate to. So when you see that person, you can say, hey, look, hey, how was your football team this, you know, this past weekend? How'd they do? They win, they lose, whatever. That's a way to strike up conversations with the individual and make sure that everything is going the right way. And then you can do that uh, evaluations as you're walking around eat more easily. The rest of that uh, K2K would be me giving them feedback on, this is what I've observed. These are things that I need you to do better. These are things that you're doing great on. And just give them that feedback and walk them through how to do a better job or, or uh, continue to do what it is that they're doing that is good. So that's, that's a K2K. And, and I say anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes. That's, that's a good breakdown. Uh, typically, you're going to be able to get through the majority of what you want them to know or what you want them to do but uh, and, and have that personal interaction relationship and build uh, upon that. So, so the way I work it is if anybody is subordinate to you or anybody is uh, underneath you, whether you're in a management position or you're in the military and you're a leader, um, either way, um, you want to have those sit downs with the individuals. You have to take time out to do that. Maybe that's on a lunch break if you, if you can't schedule it during the day sometime. But that's something very important that you need to do. Um, and, and during those, and, and as you're doing your walk-arounds and you're doing these K2Ks and all that type of stuff, you're going to discover so many different things about, about people. Uh, maybe they're sick. Maybe they're suffering from so, some sort of uh, medical condition or something like that that you didn't know about. And that will help you in the future when you're assigning things to them or understanding what it is that uh, you need them to do. And maybe that becomes a hindrance for them. Uh, maybe they're depressed. Um, anything like that, right? Uh, for me, anytime I hear depression, uh, or see signs of that, anything of that nature, I I ask the tough questions right away, you know, and a lot of people, they don't like to do this. They shy away from it, but don't shy away from it. This is one of the most important questions that you should ask. Um, and, and that question is, is very basic. Do you want to hurt yourself? That's the very first question that you ask. The, the very next question is, do you want to hurt anybody else? And once you do that, right, that opens the door and it lets that person know that one you're going to make sure that they're taken care of and you need to know the answers right away. That way, you know how to move forward. Um, yes, it's it's a little shocking when a person receives that. Right. Do you want to harm yourself? Do you want to harm others? Um, when when they hear that, that, you know, it takes someone back a little bit. Um, there were times that I, I had individuals uh, that would, you know, be passed up. Right. Eventually get to the Krusty Master Gunny. And that question never was asked. And when they get in front of me, and that's one of the first questions I ask, I say, hey, do you want to uh, do you want to kill yourself? Do you want to hurt yourself? Do you want to hurt anybody else? And all of a sudden, that person looks up at me and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I have been thinking about that. 
Well, at that point, that's something that I can't handle. That, I mean, I can give advice and I can I can help point them in the right direction, but there are qualified people, uh, the doctors, the therapists, the, those types of individuals that that's their job. That's what they do. So don't think twice about saying, okay, hey, we're going to take a pause. I'm going to take you over to medical and I'm going to make sure that you get the help that you need here because this is above some of the things that I can do for you. Um, but that way you're, you're knocking it out right away. And that person's going to see that you care enough that you're going to take them personally to medical and make sure that they're taken care of. Uh, that goes a long ways. It really, really does. Um, but those are some things that, that, uh, that I think are very important. You've got to genuinely care about the individual. Um, I'll give you a quick story. Um, one time I was in, in a, uh, in one of my organizations, a band and, uh, there was a young motivated Marine and he would come in and, you know, he was always upbeat. He was always, you know, a hard charger, excited about stuff. And then as time went on, I started noticing that, you know, he, he wasn't as upbeat and he was, you know, feeling slow or he was sluggish. And, you know, I started recognizing different patterns, uh, to the point that one day he walks in and I'm like, he was pale something. I was like, something's wrong. I don't know what it is. So I call him in. I was like, Hey, what's going on? Like, He's like, oh, I've been tired and this and that. And they started going through a bunch of different things. I was like, wow, man. Uh, it's like, let's let's go to medical right now because there's something wrong. It, this is not normal. So we, we take him over to medical and they do an evaluation. And immediately they're like, yeah, you're going to the hospital. So they send him to the hospital and come to find out he had something very, very serious. Uh, and that was something that, that I was able to recognize that something isn't right because I had those daily interactions. I would do the walkabouts and, and talk to people and make sure that I'm understanding the individuals and how they act on a daily basis. That way I can recognize when something was wrong. Marine ended up getting the help he needed and was able to move on, do great things. But those are the types of things that you need to be on the, uh, be on the lookout for. All right, so... Um, I'll stop right there for this fireside chat and then we'll get into some more things as we move forward. Um, but right now that's, that's going to be it. Thanks for tuning in and I hope that uh, you have a wonderful day and you don't, uh, don't do anything too crazy out there. Um, but I do want to say to everybody that is listening, Hey, I do appreciate it. I am seeing your comments. I am seeing, uh, things happening on the face pages. We're around 1500, uh, followers right now on the Facebook. I, I encourage you to follow the podcast as well. Like hit the follow button. That way you can get updates and things of that nature. Um, I'm also looking for veterans, not necessarily active duty personnel, but I'm looking for veterans, uh, that are interested in being on the podcast and telling your story. Uh, that's one of the big things that I'm trying to accomplish here is to get those veteran stories out for people to hear, um, your friends, your family, all the people that maybe you wouldn't normally talk to and, and spell out your career and your time in the military. This is an opportunity to get it and have it recorded for future and, and so people can go back and listen to that and kind of know what you went through when you were in the military. All right, with that, um, I don't have anything else really going on. And um, we're going to call it quits right there. Uh, I'll have another fireside discussion uh, in a couple of days when we'll talk about friends and enemies. And then hopefully we'll get into what I call the complainer or the turd. All right. Stay motivated and change your socks.